Oh, all right, Mr. Kavanagh, we are back. Hello, sir. We are live. We are. Welcome back to the studio. Thank you. It's been a while due to COVID restrictions. It has. Too long, some would say. Hasn't it? Not that, we, not that we've not seen each other because we go to the gym together and have been out for breakfast. Not mm-hmm. that I ate anything this morning when we did. Mm. Well, I know. It's still a sore point. Hashtag low calories. That, about that. Yeah, but how many calories are there in a slice of bread? I estimate in that breakfast we have eight or nine hundred, maybe nine hundred. That many? For me, maybe mm, eight hundred. All right, eight hundred. You've bartered me down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. twisted my arm. You could have two slices of toast. Instead I could, of three. but then I feel like that's just weak. So. Yeah, but you're having the eggs. It's true. We do have four eggs. Mm-hmm. How many calories is it for an egg? 80? 80 something. Is, eight. it, is it that many? It is. Yeah. It's. It can be a hundred if it's a massive egg, but those don't look like massive eggs. Mm. So it's 86, but we could call it 100, I guess. That's 400. Three slices of toast. Is it 100 for a slice of toast? Some slices of toast are 150. Those ones are quite thin. Yeah. And it is, what type of bread is it? Sourdough? Yeah. It's quite thin and it's got holes in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not a full bread. Yeah. It's but filling though, isn't it? It does feel We do thick. have four eggs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's mildly abnormal. So if we're thinking about 1,000 calories for that breakfast. Is I, that, I think is that less. I'm going to give it 800 Maybe right. I'm going to give it 800. Three breads, four eggs, butter. It looks like they put olive oil on it as well to me, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the reasons why it's nice. Yes, yes. But is that not good for the heart? It is good for the heart, but too many calories is not overall. Mm. So I'm just trying to stay slim, Daniel. Yeah, yeah all right. I'm just all trying right. to stay slim. But, but it's ruining breakfast banter. But let's uh, let's move on. No, I still came for breakfast because it's not that I don't want to not hang out with I, you. I just can't eat out that many times. <laughs> well, true, but you were just like staring at me eggs and dribbling. Which was a little bit off-putting, to be quite honest. I hope that's not true. I hope it didn't <laughs> yeah. feel like that to me. You, you, you probably just weren't aware of it. <laughs> no, I ate porridge when I came home. Um, yeah, as like, threatened. Like a good little boy. Yeah. What's the what's the sto- what's the children's story? Goldilocks. Gold, I was I was I was trying I was about to try and make a joke about me being like Goldilocks, but I yeah. couldn't remember quick enough. Beth had got three different bowls of porridge out for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, moving on from breakfast. Yes, breakfast talk. Wait, you um, you ruined one of my olive oil questions, which I'm I'm going to take off. All right, wait then. Let's, but, no, let, let's go for it. Let's keep all the questions well, in. Well, well, I'll leave it in there. But as you know, I've been steadily accumulating questions for you, which are all like protein or nutrient or weight gaining, muscle building related. Okay. Over a period of a few years. <laughs> And these have happened when various people have given me these statements that they are positioning as absolute irrefutable fact. And I've been, I'm not, is it though? It just doesn't wash with me, but I've lacked the knowledge to be able to immediately counter it. And okay. we would not wish to ultra crepidate now, would we? What does that mean? <laughs> Don't you remember, we looked it up. I'm going to look it up right now. Wait, don't tell me. Ready? Let's Google. Define. It was in in the same week as obsquatulate. Ultra. Crepidate. It's come up with ultra crepidarian. What? Crepidate. I'm just spelling that out there. Um, Verb. Intransitive. Okay. To go beyond one's scope or province, especially to criticise beyond one's sphere of knowledge. Correct. It, this is such we an would... obscure word that Google hasn't come up with the thing that's, where you press it and it says it'll read it to you. Mm-hmm. That's such a, how an obscure word that is. I had to look it up one day. But this is what I didn't want to fall foul of an ultra crepidation by, <laughs> by countering these people without actually knowing. Being friends with you is like word of the day. At least once a week, you use some kind of word that I have no idea what you're talking about. And then well, I might come up with another one, yeah. So loads of words, yes. Loads of knowledge, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can make it sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. But again, that would be ultra crepidating, wouldn't it? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so to preface this podcast for yes. people at home and listening, um, we, were just, we, we thought we'd, we'd come and chat. Yeah. On camera, didn't we put forward some information? We went back and forth a little bit. We were thinking about what to do. And then you quite nicely proposed that you've got all these questions that have built up or things you're not quite sure about. We had a few topics, didn't we? And then suddenly thought, I actually, 
I ask you a lot of questions just when we're naturally talking mm. anyway. So I thought I could just feel them all at once mm. and then we'd have less to talk about next time. And you, and you could actually eat eggs. I could eat some eggs. eggs. Yeah, exa yeah, exactly. Rather than so chatting. So I have self-interest at heart. Or maybe we'd get more exercise done at the gym. Because <laughs> yeah, we no. train for one hour 15, uh, and then we only actually train for about 45 minutes. Yeah, that'll never happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Half of the time, it's just chatting. There's always going to be some Yeah. Today we were talking about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Randomly. For about 15 minutes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. Anyway. The bench was heavy though, weren't it? So these questions yeah. are completely blind to me. I'm excited. Mm. I, I love Q&A. Yeah. I don't know well, what these questions are. I did offer, I could give you a, a preview. But... You, you did. I thought that'd be less interesting. I never mm. like to be, well, I don't mind if I know what the questions are, but I just, okay. like, I just like to just talk about it naturally and we'll just see what uh, they are instead. Allow me to hit you with the first one then. Go on then, please. You cannot be healthy unless you have low fat or no fat in your diet. Really? Um, Position to me is an absolute truth and I smell a rat. So be r repeat the question for me because I think it's the wording of the question is very important. It depends you, how you phrase it. You can't be healthy. You can't be healthy. You can't be healthy unless you have that's a, strong... a low fat or no fat diet. This is definitely not true. That's, well, that's what I said. <laughs> but I couldn't back, come back it up with come back it up with why. <laughs> well, that's just it's a ridiculous thing to say. It's that, that's a ridiculous thing to say. You cannot be healthy without a low or no fat diet. Mm -hmm. mm, this is not true. Um, if we're talking about health first, if we define healthy people, mm -hmm. health's like firstly the absence of disease. Yes, it's, it's, I suppose so, in part, yeah. Yeah, in one of the ways, isn't it? Like you're functioning without major issue, Yeah. let's say. Can you do that with fat in your diet? Yes, you can, of course. If you eat, if you eat fat in your diet, that doesn't necessarily give you diseases. Mm -hmm. um, BMI would come into health, wouldn't it? Because yeah. if we're talking about fat in the diet, people sometimes are thinking... Body mass index. Yeah, body... Like how much you weigh versus how tall you are, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much you weigh, basically. Or you could look at it, how much body fat you've got. Mm -hmm. On average, if this gets higher and higher and higher and higher, just not for everyone, but on average, it starts to have detriments for health. Mm -hmm. So then we could look at diets and stuff, and we could look at the ways that people eat. Yeah. Um, and if you have fat in your diet, you can still have an appropriate BMI, definitely. Some people even do the keto diet. Mm, Don't they? Ke that? Ketogenic diet. Do you know this one? No. Good. That's because we only talk about things that are appropriate and a good idea. Not, yeah. not, yeah. not like the ketogenic diet. It's not right, okay. Idea. It doesn't sound good. Um, I know a, what ketones it, are, obviously. It's a no-carb diet. Mm. It's also a medium to low-protein diet, depending on what your criteria for calling something the keto diet yeah. would be, the ketogenic diet. Um, but it's basically a no-carb diet and not much protein either. So if, there's only three things that we eat, protein, carbs, and fat. Mm -hmm. So if you're not eating any carbs, you're not eating much protein, what are you eating mostly? Fat. It's fat, isn't it? And it's not the best diet in the world because carbs are not bad for you. Carbs are good energy. They have lots of vitamins and minerals. You get yeah. lots of fiber from them. It's all your fruit and veg and stuff like that. So carbs, so you miss out mm. on a lot of fruit and veg and mm. vitamins and minerals. On a keto doesn't diet. sound like a good idea. Which no, it's exactly what I'm saying. It's not necessarily the most well-rounded and balanced diet. It's not necessarily the most healthy diet, um, and it's a, it's a relatively low-protein diet as well, which is not necessarily mm. the best idea either for most people in most cases. Mm. Protein's usually a good thing. Yeah, usually a good thing. But still, my point of all that is the keto diet, ketogenic diet, is still can't be classed as an unhealthy diet. Because it's not, yeah. even though it's a very high fat diet, sometimes 80% mm -hmm. of all of this, all of someone's calories come from fat. Mm -hmm. If you still don't eat too many calories, you still won't gain any fat. So it's not unhealthy in that way. If you're making sure you're getting your vitamins and minerals in other areas and your protein intake's not so low, it's causing you issues. Yeah. Then decent. And it's covered all the bases, really. What, you're looking at me with, you've got a sceptical look on your face about something. <laughs> well, so does that mean that you could... Not just be be unhealthy with no fat or low fat, but correspondingly could no. Uh, is that an argument for no fat or low fat though? No, I'm saying that even a very high so fat could, diet is you, also classed as a healthy diet. Like you, you can't say that. Keep, yeah, but you could just have fat, and not protein and carb, um, and be healthy. 
ish. You can't have no protein and no carbs. Really. You need to, or, you, well, or you'd need to supplement vitamins and minerals and stuff back from somewhere. You'd need to at least supplement, and there's a bit more. But my point, what your your person said, unless you have low fat, you can't be healthy. Mm-hmm. My point number one, well, so this is like my third point, but what my point would be, but what about the ketogenic diet, yeah. which is not the best diet in the world, but it's not classed as an unhealthy diet. Yeah, there are just, athletes it's that are fat based. It's massively fat based. It's eighty yes. percent fat. And these people sorry, are still healthy. Sorry, that's the There's point even, I was trying to articulate. Yeah, sorry, maybe I'd not come yeah. round to a proper conclusion about that point, um, th- which I've got more to go into this topic, yeah. by the way. Well, but, the, so correspondingly, what about saturated and non-saturated fat? Yep. Um, in what way? Health talk, health terms. Yeah. Yeah. Saturated fat's been kind of demonised a little bit in the past, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, as being unhealthy for the heart and stuff like this. Are they mainly from like processed foods? No. Did you get um, processed fat foods, in nature? Yes, you do definitely. Right. It's in meats and stuff like this. Okay. Animal fats are saturated fats mostly. Right. Some some plant fats are also saturated fats, like coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Coconut oils. I can't remember exactly what percentage, but it's very high percentage of saturated fat. But people are like, oh, coconut oil, healthy. Mm. Um, still, don't they? Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, and such satu- and, and fat saturated fat comes from meats and stuff like this, and animal mm. products mostly, generally. Um, and it's been demonized because in the past there were studies that showed if you gave people a load of saturated fat, it was bad for like your cholesterol ratios and stuff like this, and then that's not great for your heart. And also, dietary fat's got loads of calories, so it's mm. easier to make you overweight faster with dietary fats, etc., mm. etc. Et uh, this turned out in the long term to not really be true. Um, what it turned out is more important is your balance of fats in your diet. Mm. So if you have loads of saturated fats, that's bad. But if you have loads of unsaturated fats, that's also bad. If you have like way too many and there's no balance. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about... So unsaturated fats, what are the best food groups for that? They're mostly plant fats. That's like oh. olive oil. Right, and, and stuff pulses like this. and... Um, pulses, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many grams of fats is in 100 grams of pulses, to be honest. That's not really something I've ever mm. eaten. Um, so I'm not sure. It's it's mostly um, mostly plant fats, though. Yeah, it's like seeds and beans yes. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and oils that come from those, like, like olive oil yeah, and yeah. stuff like this. Um, Which you would have had on your... Uh, eggs on toast this if morning, I would have partake. if you had partake but not today because it's hashtag diet mm. it's a six pack summer in case you've not noticed mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe for you <laughs> sun's out and my guns are not big enough to be out but I like to look slim and trim because mm. that's some, something I can do mm. <laughs> and yet you never take your top off um, no because that's maybe a subject for a different kind of podcast I don't I don't know. No, I don't really, I'm not walking around naked all the time. Um, mm. I do sunbathe without my t-shirt on though. If I go to somewhere and it's like sunbathing time and I and I do like to feel comfortable when I do that. But no, I'm not sort of walking around in the half nude. No. Not most of the time anyway. Well, thank God for that. Right. Anyway, so, anyway wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So back to, back to the topic. You, so you are quite finished, that, but nearly finished. So continue. Yeah. Um... So your your person who said this said, if you don't have a low-fat diet, you can't be healthy. Correct. Um, my point was, well, one of the points was, well, what about a keto diet? Because that's not, it's not the best diet, but it's not unhealthy. So mm. it's just, doesn't make sense. We know that's not true from science because there's been loads of studies on the keto diet. And it's mm-hmm. fine. It's not the best, but it's not the worst diet. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's a fine diet. So you can have high-fat diet and still yeah. be healthy. If you had a no-fat diet, that was another part of your question. Yep. That's a terrible idea. You will die. It sounded it. You'll die eventually. Mm. That will be nutrient deficiencies and you will die. Mm-hmm. You need, um, you need fat. it won't be a fast death. You won't like die like tomorrow or in a week. But if you have no fats, you need fats to transport hormones and vitamins around your body. If you've got literally none, you'd use body fat and stuff eventually, but slowly, 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 things would be going south. Mm. Um, and fats are not bad overall. Like I was like, to go back to the saturated fat thing just for a second. Saturated fat's not bad for you. In balance, it's good for you. It's got it's got benefits just like other nutrients do. Mm. Too much of it, bad. But too much of anything, bad, mm. really. So it's just in balance. Unsaturated fats is fine. Polyunsaturated fats, they're great. You know, yeah. like omega-3s and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think of them. Yeah, yeah polyunsaturateds, yeah. And it's not that the omega-3s are like magical compared to the others, even though it seems it like in Western diets. That's because we have a lack of them. Mm. So when you give people them, like in a fish oil tablet, or if you eat salmon, it really improves health. But really what it's doing is putting health back to where it should be mm. before we're more like largely nutrient deficient in that area, yeah. which makes it seem positive when you give it to people. Yeah. Indeed. So all types of fats are healthy. They're all healthy. 
Um, too much fat's bad because again, it's got more. It's got more calories than basically everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, fat's got like two and a quarter times more calories than carbs and protein, so it's easy to get overweight to become overweight with mm-hmm. lots of fat. So that could be a negative. If you have no fat, it's very bad. Some fats though necessary. High fat possible. Mm-hmm. Makes sense or not? Definitely. Did that summarize or not? It it did. I will so say. So if I was looking for a succinct way to respond to that person. Just what was, I did at first, which was, was burst out laughing because the question is yeah, yeah. ridiculous. You could just say, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. <laughs> and move on. That makes no <laughs> yeah. sense. Yeah, because a, a, a point to all this, these questions would be, after we talk about this, it's not a good idea for you to try and teach people about nutrition necessarily. Mm. Oh, I'm not going to. Good. Because uh, <laughs> you said you, would, but, you couldn't shoot people down. You shouldn't really shoot people down. Well, no, I wouldn't anyway. But, but what it was is that for all of these questions, I've immediately gone, mm, I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, and if you're but not sure, it's good to not clarify have the for fact, you. you. And you don't go off anyway, do you? Just because you won't convince people, you know. Mm. You know, if you if you say, actually, that's not right because of this, yeah. this, this, and this. Even me being a nutritionist, if I if someone believes something and I say, look, that's not true because of this, they'll just yeah. go, what? I should have further clarified that I'm not intending to use all this information as part of an armory <laughs> that I'm going to wield against these, these no, non-factual people. Good. Um, it's only for personal knowledge because I don't like not knowing things. Yeah, there's a famous saying, and it's you can't teach a pig to fly. Um, mm. It just bothers the pig. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, or it's like you can't lead a horse to water, you know. Well, you, I mean, can. you can, you but can. you can't make it drink. I got it wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of my questions is about water. But really? Can I hit you with question two? Go for it. Do you feel you've covered question one? It could be covered. Detail. I mean, we could go on about it for an hour because mm. there's loads of different... Trivia trees. It's not true. That was a stupid thing let's, to say. Let's let's try not to meander too much. Okay. So, second question. Mm. You need to have protein within an hour of exercise oh, that's a good one. for it to work. I like how you're, you're like leaning slightly towards me and making hand gestures. I feel like I'm on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if I get a phone a friend. No, no. <laughs> With this sort of blind. You had the opportunity to preview the questions and you're blind. Ask the audience or go 50-50. No. I could preview. Yeah, I could have previewed the questions you write. But I don't know. I feel like that's less fun. Mm, definitely but, less fun. Yeah. So um, protein within an hour... Or it won't work. This is the specific wording. Loads of people do say that. That's um, they call it the anabolic window. Mm. Did you know? I did not. That's know. literally what the term is. It's the anabolic window, and the anabolic window is a real thing. Right. It's after you've because you, within it's within an hour of exercise, isn't it? Mm. So after you've exercised, you've provided a stimulus to the muscle. Yeah. And then muscle protein synthesis, which means muscle building, basically. It's muscle protein synthesis means creation. So it's creation yeah. of muscle from protein, Yeah. if you rearrange the word order. Mm-hmm. That is raised after a workout. Mm-hmm. So the, your ability to build muscle goes up after you've stimulated muscles in your body. Makes sense. Definitely true. And then it drops off after a period of time. But it's not like an, alab- an anabolic window that you'd struggle to get through. It's more like two really big wide gates. Because the anabolic window is more like 36 hours after training. Mm. You'll get really quite decently high like muscle building yeah. rates inside those muscles that have been stimulated for like a day and a half yeah. after training. Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, there are actually no studies showing what happens, um, or, unless there's a couple of new ones that I've missed or something, but it's, it's, there's not been any major studies showing what happens if you stimulate people's muscles with exercise and then mm. give them protein an hour after. Mm. Most studies give people protein servings two to three hours after training. Yeah. So there's not really massive amounts of information showing even what the anabolic window or anabolic stimulus or whatever you want to call it, the MPS mm. like I just spoke about, would be after an hour. What studies do show conclusively is that it's really raised for about two to three hours. Mm. About two to three hours after training, you've got really high your muscle protein synthesis going on inside the muscles. Your muscles are really, they'll absorb carbs really well. Yeah. They'll absorb protein into those muscles. They're like primed to rebuild yeah. for about two or three hours. And then it drops steadily for about a day and a half. Okay. So there could be a, a crumb of truth. In, in that then you should get protein in decently fast but it's not like if you don't if you miss if you're not if you're not within one hour you won't make any gains mm. that's not real yeah you should eat 
within well, three hours would be a good idea. It though. was specifically that the, it wouldn't work. The People say this, yeah, there's no, no point but, training. Yeah. But what, what if you've got protein that you eat half an hour after exercising, but it's not immediately in your system, is it? What, that's it also takes true. a while to digest. That's also for true. For example. Yep, that's or also true. slow release. That's definitely true. Yep. Okay, so like we're, we're calling that out as a falsehood then, are we? Yep. You should try and eat some protein within two or three hours. It's decent if you have some carbs as well. Yeah. Replace those carbs and stuff like that. Get back into your system what you've burned if you've got muscle building course, goals. Balance again. Yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. But it's not like it doesn't have to be super, super fast, mm. like you've said. And I was but gonna... not true to say that if you don't have it within an hour, it won't work. No, definitely not. Ridiculous. Excellent. Um, I was going to say as well, like you had eggs this morning. Eggs digest at one gram per hour. Right. Um, and there's six gram in an egg. So you're digesting eggs for six hours. Mm. You had four eggs, which is what? 24. What a lovely thought for everyone. <laughs> Six, tw- yeah, 24. Mm. Yeah, this is why eggs keep people full for longer. Because mm. the proteins doesn't enter your system even within an hour. You're digesting yeah, yeah. your breakfast for six hours-ish. That depends on what else you've eaten as well on top of it, which also might slow it down. So that's <laughs> quite a good food to have if you're trying to reduce snacking and stuff. Oh, right? definitely. Anything keeps you fuller for Anything that keeps hunger, you fuller for longer good. for longer. Yep. And that's straying into another question, probably. Anything that keeps you full for longer is good if you've got fat loss goals, really. Mm. Or if you've got calorie control goals. Cool. Definitely. Okay. Um, All right then. Question number three then, Ding, sir. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Eating carbs yeah. will make you fat. Oh, really? Is that the end? Full stop. The end. So, <laughs> so correspondingly, ridiculous. if you don't eat carbs, you won't be fat. I thought, no, ridiculous. Yeah. No, ridiculous. Eating carbs. What's the question? Eating carbs, Eating will, carbs statement, will make, will you, make fat. you fat. No, not technically. No. Too many calories makes you overweight. Where they come from doesn't matter much. Uh, well, what if you're burning the same amount of calories that you're taking in? Then that, by definition, wouldn't be too many calories. Mm. That'd be the Point. correct amount. If you burn more, then you'd have to eat more, but there's mm. still a level that'd be too many. But you have a job on burning calories, don't you? Oh, difficult. Mm. Really difficult. Like our weightlifting session this morning, 200 calories burned, maybe? Low. Mm. You know, if you're, trying, any, really. if you're trying to lose a stone, do you know how many calories you've got to burn? Go on. 49,000. What? You just blinked at me there. You just like, just blinked. <laughs> just like, yeah, a stone, 49,000 calories burned, 200 in a gym session. All right then. All righty then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not going to work, is it? It's not going to no, work. No, it's going to take happening. 17 years. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Whatever, isn't it? So how many calories, well, this is probably a ridiculous question, do you burn daily just in a normal sort of day routine no training bit of walking just breathing in and out thinking not eating eggs that kind of thing uh depends on how much you weigh and what your other activity how tall you are depends on muscle mass depends on how much what's called non-exercise activity Calorie burning, it's, yeah. called, it's called NEAT, non-exercise activity, thermogenesis. Yeah. That of you, that you do, like we, we're sat here, we're not frozen, mm-hmm. we move a bit. It mm-hmm. depends how much like fidgeting and stuff you do. Mm-hmm. Roughly one calorie per kilogram that you weigh per hour per day. Right. <laughs> so again, not many. Um, depends. I don't know. It depends what well, your class is many. Not in your case anyway. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> you're, saying, you're saying I'm small, <laughs> Daniel, over there. Well, any, you know, any opportunity for a jive when we are like pretty much identical height and weight. That's true. That's true, actually. Um, yep. Yeah, so one calorie per kilogram. One calorie per kilogram that you weigh per hour per day. So, seven, okay. so, so the calculation is your body weight in kilograms, 70-ish for yeah. us. Let's mm-hmm. just say it's 70 mm-hmm. times um, 24 because that's how many hours there are in a day. Yeah. If you just laid in bed and didn't move, that'll be close. Won't be exactly right. It's a bit less for ladies and stuff. It's a bit yeah. different depending on who you are, but yeah, that's close. But it's not many, is it? Sub 200. So, no, sub 2000. Sorry. Mean. Yes, indeed. Well, I'll work it out right now. Good maths, Dan. I'll work it out right now. And then what I do, so this this is roughly what I do when I work out pe- what people's calorie intake should be. I look at their body weight. I look at their activity levels depending on who it is and what they're doing. Sometimes I take that into account. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, I add on what's called an activity level multiplier after mm. doing this depending on how active or not I assume somebody yeah. is. But 70 times 24 for me is 1,680. 
So you're going to burn that just do being Connor. Just to stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. But then probably burnt 200 calories in that gym session. I'm probably going to burn two or 300 calories walking. Yeah. Um, protein intake adds the same amount of calories to your calorie intake per day as grams that you eat. So if I eat 150 grams of protein, which I will do, yeah. technically that'll boost my metabolism by 150 calories per day again on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't eat anywhere near 1,600 calories. I eat more like 2,600 calories per day. Yeah. But that's because I'm boosting my metabolism in uh -huh. a lot of different ways by eating specific foods and exercising mm. and walking. And this is all making my metabolism mm. ramped up. So you'd, you'd probably have a net, a net calorie amount of maybe two to 500 that you've not burned in a day. Then I don't understand token. exactly what you mean, sorry. So when you've added, added up all the calories that you've consumed yeah. and all the ones that you've burnt, yeah. you probably have a surplus of between two and 500 a day. 2,000 and 2,500, do you mean? No, two and 500. Oh, sorry, now I understand. You mean, am I eating 200 to 500 more calories, calories than, than I'm burning? Um, on top of that base level, yeah. way more. In terms of my actual requirements, no. Um, I'm probably eating two or 300 calories less than I require overall because I'm trying to be as lean as possible yeah, okay, and yeah. currently controlling my calories for dieting. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to muscle build, 200 calories too many would be a bit a decent idea. Yep. So you've got a bit of spare energy to go. Totally. Oosh, oosh, oosh. Yep. Um, for me, why I didn't eat the eggs is because I'm hashtag dieting. So yes. I'm going for calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm probably eating a couple of hundred calories per day too few. Yeah. Still way more than 1,600. Yeah, yeah, totally. Way more. But like, I'm like eating more say, like 2,200 a day, probably. Yeah. Which for me, my metabolism is probably 2,400, 2,600, mm. including all exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Makes sense. Yeah. But we have straight I, from I know the we've not answered the question as, at all. As, as is normal. Um, carbs which and fat. So car, eat, just eating carbs will, will make you fat. But we kind of, you kind of have covered it, though. Um, a little bit. you? Because... The carbs have bring a calorie amount with them. True. But if you're burning it, it's fine. You're not going to get fat. Yep. That doesn't matter what you eat. Because if mm. you don't eat too much, then everything that you ate is and, burned and gone anyway. And even to use the term getting fat is probably inaccurate anyway, isn't it? Because you, can, well, because you could put on a bit of weight without it being fat. Oh, definitely. You could put on water. You could put on muscle. You could yeah. put on glycogen stores. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, but for gaining body fat, carbs actually don't really gain anybody much body fat ever, you know? Really? I know, contrary to popular belief. Um, if you eat too many carbs, which too many would be, again, personal to each person, mm. but if you eat too many carbs and it's more than your body needs at this minute in time, a process called gluconeogenesis will happen. Um, that is a cool word. No, sorry, I've got that completely wrong. Well, it was a cool word anyway. Um, no, I've got that completely wrong. I've just said the wrong thing. Because gluconeogenesis is the creation of carbs from protein. I've got it the wrong way around. I'm talking about when, pro when the carbs um, are absorbed. I'm talking about the wrong thing. Sorry, mm. I'm still right in the point. <laughs> the yeah. carbs still don't make people the point fat. Is I've right. got, no, I've gotten, Check. I've gotten strayed We're, in You've my used answer. an excellent word. Yes, I, Check. I use a smart word wrongly. That's clever, isn't it? Mm. Not. Yeah, but no one would know. No, no one would know. Um, sorry, I've, I've gone too I've gone too far back in my explanation and started talking about. I was thinking about protein turning into carbs and then carbs being absorbed. Uh -huh. But let's that's wrong. Skip that bit. We're talking about just carbs. I got yeah. I completely got on the wrong track there. When you eat too many carbs, there's a lot of processes that your body goes through before fat storage that not many carbs ever get stored as fat in people really ever. Mm. So the first thing that happens is your blood sugar goes up. Yeah. Um, Go on. Yes. I don't know. I know. I know you know about this. We've yeah. done a podcast all about type 1 yeah. diabetes, don't yeah. we? You checked your blood sugar just before this podcast. I did. To check that you were all good. So mm -hmm. I know you know about this. But your blood sugar goes up too high. Then your body will try and burn it off directly from there. So your yeah. core body temperature will inc increase. Yeah. You might start sweating and shaking. Mm -hmm. That's your body physically trying to get rid of it. Everybody does that a little bit. Um, you would obviously have trouble as a diabetic yeah. controlling that. Mm. Um Ah, oh, that's what happens when people say they've got meat sweats. You know, if they have a mixed grill and they're like, oh, like, a, a little bit. But it ain't um, meat sweats, is it? No, that's the thermic effect of food. That's a yeah, slightly yeah. different thing. 
Um, that's because in, that's because eating a lot of protein from meat, mm. protein is hard to digest, and, and protein increases your core body temperature independently. Yeah. Um, but blood sugar also does the same thing for a different reason. So technically, that's a slightly different thing. Yeah. But the meat sweats is from eating a lot of protein, and then your body mm. trying to digest it, and that makes you hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, your body will increase in core body temperature and it'll try and burn off from your blood sugar. You'll absorb it into your muscles. And if there's way too many carbs, you can absorb more into your muscles than normal. So you yeah. can do what's called super compensation. Mm-hmm. Then some will get absorbed into your liver and all, all this yeah. kind of, so bits will get, some will get taken by the brain. Yeah. So you've eaten too many carbs, your blood sugar goes too high. It's yeah. getting taken away in all these areas. Then after that, if there's still some carbs left, which there might be, then it has to get converted into fatty acids mm which is a completely different thing. And that's an energy costly process anyway to be even stored as body fat because we store fat, not carbs. Mm. There's no carbs in body fat. Mm-hmm. So the carbs will get absorbed in other places. Everything will, if you, if you take in too much, no more compensation can be done. The brain will try and take some called body temperature will increase, all this kind of stuff. Then, yeah. okay, that will get turned into fatty acids and that will get stored. But that, you know, that barely ever happens. Yeah. That barely ever happens. What really happens with carbs is that they taste really nice. They're really easy to overeat. They don't fill you up very much. Yeah. So they're very moorish. People eat loads of calories from the mm. carbs. And then the, those carbs don't get stored as fat, really. All the other fats and stuff that came with the carbs, because yeah. who eats just like plain rice pure? Mm. No one. When you're eating too many carbs, what, why is this? Crisps, pizza, chocolate, yeah. chips. Yeah, loads of so, sauces. So all the associated ingredients. All the other nutrients. Yeah, the protein will mm. go through that gluconeogenesis thing. This is where I got it wrong a second ago. Yeah. The protein gets turned into carbs. Then cobard it in again. No, I like it. This is th- th- that's why also protein very very also rarely gets stored as body fat, basically yeah. ever, because mm. protein gets turned into carbs and then which costs calories. Yeah. Then those carbs go through those four or five processes I'm just talking yeah. about. Then get turned into fat. Then stored. So. The amount of protein in the human body that gets turned into fat, little to none. Right. So this is an excellent point mm. to ask me final question. I've got a, I'm skipping to the last one. I'll come back to the next two. All right. Because um, it is, is too much protein bad for the kidneys and liver? So this was in the context of someone saying, you shouldn't have all that protein because yeah. your liver will pack in. Yeah. Someone else said, you shouldn't have all that protein because your mm. kidneys will pack in. Mm. I mean, like what? Mm. I got told that by a nurse once. Is um, it true? No, it's not true. No, it's not true. Um, I got told that by a nurse once as well, and she said to me literally, anecdotal evidence. Yeah. Um, this is when yeah. I was in hospital one time, um, and I can't remember why it came up, but she must have asked a question or we were talking about something, but we started talking about protein shakes, and yeah. I, I said, oh, I have protein shakes, and yeah. she said, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's bad for your kidneys, stuff like this. And I didn't say anything, because it's mm. like, again, you don't, you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't just want, I don't just want to argue with people. If people ask my opinion hmm. or they ask me what the, ask me what the truth is, then I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you yes. what's real. Um, but if people don't directly ask, I don't jut in. But she said, oh, we had these two massive guys came in and they drank a lot of protein shakes and their kidneys were screwing up. And I was thinking, steroids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> Did you ask them what steroids, else steroid tablets and stuff yeah. like this destroy your kidneys and yeah. destruction. Um, and where, where that mild misinformation comes from Mm -hmm. is protein does make your kidneys work harder this is definitely true kidney enzymes will be elevated when somebody's eating protein or has a high protein diet but is that due to the protein converting to carbohydrate though um it's just due it's just due to the kidneys doing their job they're just filtering things they're converting things they filter it as protein breaking things down is what it's converted into um good question i'm not sure Good question. I'm not sure on the technicalities of that. Um, but the kidneys are working a little bit harder. Mm. That's true. But that doesn't mean they're getting damaged. Yeah. The the kidney enzymes are raised, which means kidneys are working harder due to protein. Mm. Um, but that's like saying you shouldn't run because it makes your lungs work too hard. Yeah. Or your heartbeat too fast. Exactly. Yeah. That's not how it works. And that's not how it works with the kidneys either. Mm. So if they looked at tests and they were, in, if you've got kidney problems, your enzymes will be raised. Yeah. But if you also have a high protein diet, your kidneys, will, the enzymes will be raised. Yeah. But that's kidney problems and enzymes raised are not necessarily the same thing. It can be raised for a perfectly fine reason. Yeah. Like you've eaten protein and that's what the kidneys are there for partly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you're, if you're absorbing the protein, ingesting the protein, I should say. Yeah. And, 
you've, you've been working out and you're looking for that to help build, does that, is that still processed by the kidneys or is it excess protein that is processed by the kidneys? Or, do you, uh, or does it need to go through the, to be transformed into muscle building goodness? Good, no, it's not just excess protein, but good question. Let's see if we can check. I don't actually, I don't actually know, which is why I said I wasn't sure. Um, so I'm going to put in gluconeogenesis. Here we go. Um, and again, third time you've used it. I love it. It's a completely normal thing. It's just a completely normal thing. I just put it in the wrong context earlier. Gluconeogenesis occurs mainly in the liver to a lesser extent in the cortex of the kidneys. Hmm. So um, it's liver and kidneys um, involved in protein getting turned into carbohydrates. Because yeah. gluco is short for glucose. Yeah. Neo means new. Mm -hmm. Genesis means creation. Mm -hmm. So it's creation of new glucose. What does that come from? It comes from protein. Yeah. So if you, it, that, That's why the ketogenic diet has to be a low protein-ish diet because if you eat too much protein it gets turned into carbs anyway and it's a no carb diet mm -hmm. so you haven't eaten carbs but your body made them and then that literally throws the ketosis off yeah um so you've got to be careful with that so it's all of it really it says gluconeogenesis is a metabolic pathway that results in the generation of glucose from certain non-carbohydrate carbon substances it is a ubiquitous process present in plants animals fungi bacteria and other microorganisms mm. so it's completely normal and great use of the word ubiquitous that's that's the website, not me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna that was the information, you. not I'm me. Give it you. Um, okay, so, so no, it's not bad for your kidneys. So yeah, okay. If you have kidney problems, mm. some people in some instances do recommend low low protein diets, but that's clinical yeah. differences. It's not with normal function. You've managed to answer both of those questions in one. Uh, in what way? Sorry. In insofar as eating carbs will not make you fat and having excess protein will not damage your kidneys and liver. Correct. Perfect. Only too many calories makes you gain body fat. Okay. Where they come from, doesn't matter too much. So, next question. Ready? Sure. So this is information that has been volunteered to me many times, not even on request, when describing if a person thinks that they're fat or um, their mother or father is fat, they say, oh, they've got an overactive thyroid or an underactive thyroid. Okay. And that's the reason I'm like, all right, I didn't even ask. But I hear it <laughs> okay. a okay. lot as, as being a reason for being overweight. Thyroid problems. Thyroid problems. Okay, yeah. Um, thyroid problems can cause issues for people with body weight management. Definitely true. Mm -hmm. um, it's... Not as big of an impacting factor as people think it is, though, most of the time. Like, um, it would be low thyroid um, mm -hmm. or hypothyroid, because there's hyper, E-R, yeah. hyper meaning faster thyroid, uh -huh. like hyperspeed. Yeah, hypertension. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. Too high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, if you had an overactive thyroid, overactive or hyper, then that sometimes makes people lose weight because your metabolism's faster. Mm. Makes people lose weight sometimes, um, and can be really unhealthy. Can be mm. really really bad. Um, get you can get problems in every and any area of the body from that because every nearly every single cell in your body has a T3 thyroid receptor. Nearly every one. So if every every cell in your body is ramped into overdrive, mm. that can cause problems. In uh, yeah. many different places. Oh God, I can imagine. Same with an underactive thyroid, though. Same if you've not got enough T3, then mm. every single cell you've got in your entire body is not functioning to its optimal Basically level. Basically on a slow-mo. You're, you're on a full slow-mo. Yeah. In every single way possible, really. Okay, so is it common? Not really. Um, I would say that probably overactive thyroid is a bit more common than underactive thyroid, contrary to popular belief. Like all, right. Even overweight so, people I've known go to get their thyroid checked and it turns out their thyroid's overactive rather than under, even so though they're still overweight. So actually working toward weight loss in, in, in actual fact then? Um, yes, in that in that instance, perhaps. Again, it's not a massive factor though. Mm. Um, again, and for the for someone with low thyroid, the average is they'll weigh five to ten pounds more on average, more than somebody who that's literally the science. Right. They'll weigh five to ten pounds more on average than somebody who 
has a quote-unquote normal thyroid, average levels. Well, that doesn't seem much. It's not It's not helping, but it's not loads. It's not mm. the end of the world. And it's an easy fix. You can just go to the doctors. You can just get thyroxine right. tablets, T3 or T4. They might put you on a blend. They right, might not. Right. And you can just, you know, like I have testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah, yeah. You have insulin uh-huh. um, injections due to your type 1 diabetes. These are yeah. hormone therapies. Yeah. You can also get thyroid um, replacement and you just take the tablets. It's not really got any side effects really it's not that bad for most people for a lot of people it helps yeah and then that just brings the level straight back up to normal and we're good to go okay so it's an easy fix even if it is a problem it's a it's a an easier fix than if your thyroid's too high yeah because then you might have to get your thyroid removed and stuff mm. like this mm. i know then you operations and stuff um but if you take the thyroxine tablets your thyroid stops producing its own t3 anyway and mm. the tablets just take over um yeah and then you're rocking and rolling it's worse for, again the low thyroid is worse for health probably than it is for people's body weight yeah. it's not that just you'll be packing on weight and you don't know why yeah it's it's affecting your calorie maintenance level and your internal stuff mm. a bit but not maybe it's worse for health because everything else in your body is also not going as good as it it should be if yeah. you understand yeah yeah okay but it doesn't seem like it's as prolific as perhaps the impression might be that I would say, I don't want to say most, but a lot of people who come to see me have already got their thyroid checked in the past by the doctor mm. because it is one of people's. And I think it's a good idea to get it checked if you think yeah. it is a problem yeah. because it might be. It is in some people. Totally. It's well, not. You need to know. What I don't know what the exact the percentage of people that have thyroid issues is. Mm. Um, I'm not entirely sure. But it's a real thing and it's not yeah. uncommon. I coach loads of people that have got thyroid issues mm. faster and slower, loads yeah. of people, yeah. but it's not. It's not everybody who's overweight and you can get it checked. And a lot of people, again, a lot of people, most people's is normal. Um, Some people find out it's fast, even though they're still struggling with the weight because it's not, it's not, it doesn't make it so that you can just eat anything and then you just, nothing happens. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. It's it's more of a health issue. And and still, even if you've got lower thyroid, let's not even say clinically low, like you need supplementation or whatever, even if you've just got low thyroid levels, if you don't eat too many calories, again, mm. even if you eat carbs, <laughs> then mm. you still won't gain body fat. Yeah. You can still stay slim. You might have to eat slightly mm. less calories than somebody else who's got normal thyroid levels, mildly, but yeah. or you could go for a walk and burn a few more. Yeah, fair enough. It, t- it ties in actually with the other question, which is my final question. Interesting. And it is about water retention for the same reasons. Okay. So again, completely volunteered information, either directly or on behalf of someone else. Okay. In that have water retention, which is contributing to weight gain. Yep. And I don't know if that is a thing. That's a real thing. Definitely. Definitely. It's a massive thing. Um, In lots of different ways. Lots of different ways. It depends what level of weight gain we're also talking about. Well, how, how does it manifest in the first place? Loads yeah. of different ways. Loads of different ways. The human body is 60 to 80% water. Indeed. There's load, depending on who you are and what you're doing and when and stuff. And it's, that changes for all kinds of different reasons. So can yeah. your water levels get higher? Yeah, they, of course they can. Yeah. Of course they can. Um, like if you're but, ill or... But where and how is it stored? <sighs> It, so in inside cells yeah. and stuff like this, inside cells, um, everywhere in, in the blood, yeah. um, in, inside your stomach and stuff like this, all mm. kinds of different places. Um, but in, inside body fat, inside muscles, mm. you know, but not in the terms of, if you've got body fat, that's not the same thing as water retention, mm. if you understand. So, you know, if, some, yeah. if somebody's overweight and they can see that they've got body fat on them. Yeah. Body fat does contain water, decent yeah. proportion of water, yeah, yeah. but that's body fat. Yeah. It's a different thing. So, yes, okay. So it's not the water specifically that might be contributing to being overweight. For some people, just, but for most people, it's body fat that's contributing to being overweight. And you yeah. can't, if you've got body fat on you, you can't say this is water retention because it's not. So it's body if, fat. If you have a water retention, retention issue can yes. that contribute to also being able not being able to manage body fat as well no not directly mm. like you could have loads of water retention and low levels of body fat right you could these are independent variables okay yeah um and if you've got water retention that doesn't mean you can't eat less and you couldn't have a calorie deficit because then you could 
mm-hmm. and your weight could be going up from water retention while your body fat's going down. That could be real. Yeah. That happens to women every single month hormonally due to estrogen levels and stuff. Right. You know, yeah. like menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah. Loads of women gain four, six pound, half a stone, something like that. Right. Two or three days before the period, boom, scale will shoot up. Mm-hmm. They've not even overeaten. No body fat change. Yeah, yeah. Water retention, half a stone. Right. Um... Where's that stored? All different Christ. areas of the body. Mm. If they step on the scale, sometimes they're upset. Mm. Like, understandably, they've got weight loss goals. Yeah, they haven't yeah. done anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's Weight's going terribly. up. Yeah. They could still be slimming. They might have had mm. a calorie deficit. Still, five pound on. Mm. Every month, five pound on. Yeah. Three or four days later, five days later, drops it back off. It's gone off again. Yeah, drops yeah. back off. Um, so that's that's one example. Hormonal water retention for women. Mm. They can feel it sometimes. You can feel yeah. it in their breasts, feel it in their stomach, in their legs sometimes. Mm. They say they fe- they don't, they feel sluggish, they feel heavy. Yeah. Sometimes they can feel it on their body. Yeah, yeah. They just feel, I don't know, bigger. Yeah, t- yeah t- totally. Bigger totally. in a way. Um, you can get edemas of different kind. Mm. Can't you, like clinical levels of water retention, mm. lymphedema. I don't know. And stuff like this. Yeah, you can get. Um, if you've got like lymph issues mm. and stuff like this, like your lymph node system is goes like from the neck down to yeah. the legs and then all this fluid gets taken up and then deposited in the neck and then it mm. flows back down to your legs and then gets picked up on this like cycle that's pumped yeah. by muscle movement. Uh, some people this goes wrong, this yeah. goes wrong and then some, some people get water retention yeah. big in the yeah. legs. Yeah, yeah. But this is a clinical issue. Again, it's not body fat. Mm. It's... That's different. It, yeah, it's yeah. a clinical water retention issue, yeah, and it can yeah. be a big deal. Totally, it can yeah. be real bad. It can be real bad. Like menstrual water retention, it comes and goes. It's a mm-hmm. normal thing. Um, if you eat carbs, you get you gain a little bit of water retention. Yeah. Every one gram of carbs you eat, you gain three grams of water. So if you right. eat a hundred gram of carbs, you'll weigh four hundred grams more. Um, right. Temporarily, yeah. Assuming you've drank water, if not as soon as you drink something, and mm-hmm. most meals we have water and stuff mm-hmm. in them anyway. <laughs> Yep. You'll you'll get you'll temporarily <laughs> yeah. gain weight. Um, proteins are mild diuretic, so every time you eat a bit of protein, you get rid of a bit of water. Yeah, this kind of game. So yeah, your level of carbs yeah can can affect it. Um, this is why boxers and fighters and stuff, if and people at the Olympics, if they need to weigh in at a certain weight, they might take carbs out of the diet two days before. Yeah, you lose all your carb weight. Mm-hmm. You lose all the water retention. It goes out, with it. Come yeah. out with that. Yeah, you'll yeah, lose yeah. loads of water retention. You'll be really. It's not artificially light because you are really lighter, but it's not like you've lost fat or muscle. You've just lost water and carb weight Mm -hmm. from that. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make perfect sense, yeah. Um, This is also why low-carb diets on average show better weight loss than other diets. Not fat loss, but Mm. weight loss. Yeah. Because if two people have the same... Yeah, if some people have the same calories, they would lose the same body fat, but the person who had lower carbs would also lose carb weight and water weight, which the next time they ate carbs or drank water would immediately come back. So it's mm-hmm. only a very mildly temporary measure, which doesn't help. A lot of people, it makes them feel worse because you're dehydrated and low energy. It's yeah. not helping. But if you only care about the scale, it makes a difference. So bringing it full circle back to your original point, mm. when I was joshing you about not eating eggs okay. and you wanting six-pack summer and all the rest of it. Yes. Are you looking for less water? in order to look more lean? No. So how's that working? Uh, bodybuilders do that, but I'm not I'm not willing to dehydrate myself to look leaner, and I can't just stay dehydrated for an entire summer. Yeah. If I was going to... If, you, you know, if, if, I, if I was a bodybuilder, or like if you were a fitness model that was going for a photo shoot, they, they probably would. Mm. They probably would, literally. So it would be a thing. It's a just thing. To, look really ultra lean yeah it's, it's getting rid of water yeah because it makes your skin look thinner because yeah. water is also stored in the body fat yeah, it's stored yeah. in the skin yeah right so it makes your skin it makes the the, the layer between the out space the outside the world and the muscle slimmer if mm. the, if you dehydrate and you've not got as much water retention um bodybuilders who are taking it real serious will even have like a glass of wine backstage like 30 minutes to 45 minutes before they go on the stage right. some people say it's half for the nerves they yeah. chill a little bit, but yeah. also um, alcohol. To dehydrate, yeah. Dehydrate yeah, you yeah. even more, just at the last mm. minute, mm. have a glass of wine, and then they step onto stage. They're just yeah. doing everything they can to Extra really bit of vein. Suck <laughs> it down. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Get a bit of vein out there. Yeah. People also argue, though, that if you're reducing water too much, that's reducing water out of the muscles. It's reducing your ability to get a pump. Mm. Um, it might make your veins thinner, so you're not a vein poppy if you're mm. dehydrated. So there's, there's balances between it. But no, I'm, I, you can't. 
I can't just reduce, you can't reduce your water for that length of time for an entire swimmer yeah. to look slimmer. It's not a real mm. fat loss or weight loss method. Very temporarily yeah. for like an hour or two, you could be, this is one of the reasons why people look slimmer, feel slimmer and look slimmer in the morning. Yeah. Than you do later. Yeah, because, because you're not ingested anything for yeah. eight hours or whatever. Yeah, so you're not bloated. That puts your stomach down. Mm. And also you've got lower levels of water retention and a lighter body weight on the scale, uh-huh. which is why a lot of people like to weigh in in the morning yeah. before they've eaten. Because yeah. then you get, you drink water, you absorb it, you eat food, yeah. that weighs you down, all this kind of levels. Your water retention goes up. A lot of people eat the wrong foods and then get bloated mm. after they've eaten, you know. It would then be a good idea to weigh yourself at the same time every morning, wouldn't you? Definitely. Because you're not necessarily have been as affected by how much or little you've eaten the day before. That's right. going to offer you quite a consistent... Correct. ...like barometer, I suppose, to whether you're losing or gaining. Yeah, because like we're talking about the... We're talking about weight here, specifically yeah. body weight, not body fat. Yeah, yeah. And when you step on the scale, you're not testing or checking how much body fat you've got. No. You're checking how much everything you've got. Yeah, and even when when you said and people say, and we might say just because it's language, we might say, I don't. Someone might say I am fat, mm. but they're not fat. They have fat. Yeah, don't they? That's not the same thing. You Absolutely are you are correct. not fat. You have fat. Yes. and when you're stepping on the scale, you're not checking how much fat you've got. Mm. And so when when I do weigh people, well, I don't weigh them. They weigh themselves and report back to me um, for our fat for our fat loss program. Mm. But I have to do, there's a decent amount of education in the program to help people understand that when they step on the scale, that's not, it's not telling you what you've eaten. Yeah. That's not telling you how much body fat you've got or not. It's not even always telling you whether you've lost body fat or not. Mm. Because like like I said, every single month, ladies' weight will go up due to water retention, menstrual cycle. But if they keep the calorie deficit, they'll still be losing fat. They might lose a pound of fat, but they might gain four pounds overall Mm. because they put five pounds of water on. Yeah. You know? It's key to like understanding all that because you could just end up disappointed. Oh, it's very important. Not the right reasons. Oh my God, it's very <laughs> important. I have so many videos. I have so many talks about it. I make so many posts about it inside my group. I do specific education with every single person. Mm. You can't go through my lectures without learning that what you're actually doing because we do measure body weight because there's not many other good ways to measure people's progress and yeah. you need to measure progress to know, know if we're going forward and yeah. doing the right things for their motivation yeah they need uh, they need a measure to see that it's working in front of their own eyes otherwise they'll Absolutely. lose motivation for the process so we need a we need a measure of success yeah and you can take pictures but it takes ages to notice a difference in a picture like a month or two you'll need and then you might be able to see yeah you look a bit slimmer mm-hmm. But we can't wait a month or two to see if it's working. That's too long. Measurements with a tape, not bad. But again, you can screw it up. People are not straight lines. You go in and out at places. If you have have it just half a millimetre down, it's changing it. And you might think you've got... And it's not that sensitive. Yeah, totally. You know, trying to get the exact centimetres or inches. Very difficult to do. Body fat analysis, very difficult to do. You know, like knowing people's body fat percent. Those machines you stand on at the gym, bioelectrical Mm. impedance, not accurate. So it's like it's difficult to know someone's actual body fat levels, mm. so we can't really measure that unless you've got access to like a DEXA scanner, which mm. no one does. Mm. So, you know, so the, the only real decent measure we can check quite a lot is weight, mm. but we have to, I have to use an average trend with people yeah. over three to four weeks. Yeah. And then all their weight will go up and down all the time. Some days they've eaten more, some days less. Some days they have the same calories, but it was a carby day. Some days they had more protein. So your weight will differ slightly. Sometimes you're bloated, sometimes you're not. Sometimes it's hormones. You can get water retention from exercise, inflammation, illness. Mm. The list just goes so on, and on and on. There's so many variables mm. and you can't account for what's causing what. Mm. There's just, you just can't. So you, I get people to check their weight probably two times a week, three times a week if they want to, to create an average across yeah. each week. And then we don't even look at that. We look yeah. at the average across three or four weeks, each of which has got three or four points of two or three, sorry, yeah. points of measurement within it. And then we can see a graph. Because over time with that data, what you're looking for is that pattern. Over uh, time, I'm looking for the average trend to be going down mm. because they, like at Slimming World, they don't teach people any of this. They weigh you in once a week and they expect your weight to go down every week. And they even mm. ask people how much weight you're going to mm. lose next week. And you have to say in front of the entire group how much yeah. weight you're going to lose next week. Which that's fucking ridiculous. That's impossible. That's like, impossible. You can't predict the future. Yeah. Even if you eat perfectly, calorie deficit does not necessarily materialize as weight loss within seven days. Yeah. That's not real. You yeah. can get a week's worth of water retention for any of the reasons we've just me- mm. mentioned. Yeah. And then the person's weight might go up and they might have eaten perfectly yeah. and slimmed down. 
But you just can't. But of course, they can't get that information from Slimming World. For no, example. because you know, because the education system is not that good. But it yeah. screws people's heads up. Yeah, I bet it does. And people will choose Slimming World classes that are in the evening, and they'll starve themselves and not drink anything and dehydrate themselves mm. all day to weigh in at the evening because they know they can make it lighter. Mm. People go to the toilet like literally just before massive queue at the toilets at Slimming mm. World. Everyone trying number one and number two mm. to try and get everything out of the body they can to try mm. and just get the lightest weight on the scale they can mm. this is ridiculous um, this not healthy is it no it's not healthy this is why <laughs> i get my this is one of the reasons literally why i get my clients to weigh in two or three times per week because you can't starve and dehydrate yourself two or three times you can do it mm. once a week mm. two or three times a week you're not going to and if you will do yeah. it you'll lose fat if you yeah. starve yourself three times a yeah. week you'll be losing fat properly anyway yeah, that, yeah. Would be, that would be a calorie deficit yeah so to stop people artificially weighing in really light on one day yeah. at one specific moment like they're a fucking boxer yeah or an Olympian weighing in. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Just encouraging people to, to try and cheat it, basically. It's not a good system, the way that they do it once yeah. a week. It's not a cool system. Um, but but the average... The av anyway, sorry, I'll just summarise the last point. Yeah, is the on. reason we look at the average trend is you can't... You can lose carbs, like we said. You can lose mm. water, like we said. You can be bloated and not bloated, but not consistently forever, mm. not for like a month. You could lose a bit, but then it'd stop and you'd just, mm. your weight would just plateau because you, you've only got so much water retention and carb loss you can get. It might yeah. be six pounds, eight pounds. You'd drop weight and then over the average, the weight would just stable because you mm. can't continually dehydrate and decarb forever to make your weight go down stones and stones and stones. So mm. over an average, unless someone's getting shorter, which is not real or something, mm. is it? On an average over time, the only thing that they could be losing would be body fat. Mm. Muscle loss is not likely, especially on my program because I get people to do the proper things to protect muscle mass. It's yeah. not likely anyway, regardless. Yeah, but, yeah. So the only thing they can be losing on an average trend is body fat. It will go up and down in between, but on an average trend, mm. there can be no other variables yeah. that work in the long term. That's it. For that change. So that's how we get, that's how we get it. Very sensible, sir. Uh, I've planned for it all. I've, 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 I've understood all of the variables yeah, yeah. and tried to get it as fucking on point as it possibly can to be able to show people in front of their own face the result mm. that they want. Yeah. Mm. Outstanding. I have to do a lot of unpicking as well of people's negative mindsets when they come from other programs yeah. that have not done this to them either. I'm well, Albert, I mean, I've given you six questions here of stuff that people have legitimately said yeah. and clearly believe to be fact. Yeah. And every single one of them was wrong, yeah. was it? Well, I think pretty much. Let's just go over them. Well, yeah, so my response you, is... You tell me what the answer was. My response <laughs> is, if required, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an abridged <laughs> please, response please. To, to each of these, if, if I may. So first question is, you have to have low fat or no fat in order to be healthy. Yeah. Response, if required, don't be ridiculous. Second, <laughs> yeah, don't be ridiculous. You need to have protein within an hour of exercise or it won't work. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> um, eating carbs will make me fat. Not true. I can't don't say, be ridiculous I again. I can't say don't be ridiculous because... What, what was it again? Eating, eating carbs, carbs will make me fat. Because if you eat too many carbs, you could, you could gain body fat. So it's not yeah. never, but it's not... Not really, yeah. not likely. It's too many calories. Yes, I, I think you bring it back to calories. And of course, carbs are good and necessary. Not technically but necessary, but good. Not necessary. Not technically necessary. Like on a keto diet, yeah. no carbs, you won't die. So not technically mm, okay. necessary. No, protein, necessary for life. Fats, necessary for life. Carbs, not technically necessary. Your body can make its own carbs out of protein. Okay. And it will do. Or it can run on ketones, which is what the ketone diet is. It's got a backup for zero-carb situations. So, so it's a no, they won't directly make you fat. Not directly. If in moderation. Can contribute, though, massively if you eat way too many carbs. Okay. And that turns into too many calories. I'm, I'm into that. Um, so is too much protein bad for the kidneys and liver? No. No? No. I'm just, we'll just go with a straight no for that. Um. Well, okay, you could say if you've got kidney issues and then specific kidney issues somebody a, a caveat so could if be. you've got in clinical situations okay mm. but no for normal people because too much mm. protein would yeah. get i'm still annoyed because i thought i've not i've not been perfect on this interview i'm still annoyed that i said that gluconeogenesis thing at the wrong you've time. got to you've got to let it go because you've introduced a fabulous word i'm still so annoyed though be comforted connor um that i got that wrong but if you have too much protein 
it goes through that gluconeogenesis to get turned into carbs and then yeah. the carbs just do what the carbs do. So there's not really in normal situations such a thing as too much protein because okay. it, it'll just get changed into carbs Cause, anyway. Because in the context it was stated, it was that, oh, you can't be having 140, 150 grams of protein. Your, your kidneys and liver will pack up. It's well, that's not, not too much anyway, so that would yeah. be even irrelevant in the situation. So the final one which we're grouping together is that overactive or... or um, underactive thyroid and water retention are the direct reasons that I am overweight. So as is also not true, because it's not no. a linear, in, unless you have, uh, you know, a specific condition. Maybe it's not a it's not a linear route. What do you mean to unless being you have overweight? A specific condition. What do you mean? Sorry. Well, you were saying about um, uh, low thyroid. Yeah. Which can can contribute to weight gain. It, it can make it a, lo- a little bit different, yeah. Again, mm. studies show on average 5 to 10 pounds extra body mm. weight comes from people who've got low thyroid. Mm. Not like stones and stones, though. And, yeah. it, and it's not slowing someone's metabolism to the, to where they can only eat like 1,000 calories a day and, mm. and they're still putting on weight or anything, not unless you're only 4 foot tall yeah, or something. Not really. Okay, so we'll go with uh, uh, it is not directly proportionate. No, and low thyroid's not the slowest metabolism you can have anyway. Polycystic mm. ovary syndrome can be mm. worse. Um, polycystic ovary syndrome can it is statistically the slowest metabolism someone can have, not thyroid mm. issues, and that can slow the metabolism by forty percent sometimes. Studies show. But still, That's significant. It's significant. It's significant. But still, people can still lose weight. I yeah. coach people that have got type two diabetes, low thyroid, and polycystic ovary syndrome, and they still lose weight. It can still be done. Literally. Outstanding, okay. sir. It's not me. They're doing it. Well, of course. I tell I, can, I tell them what to do, but they do it. It's not mm. me. I think mm. outstanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally. Bravo. Literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In fact, you know what I'll do? Um, I, I'm going to play this. This is me live. Um, a lady a lady said to me this morning, um, she's called Melanie Vidler. She's one of my clients. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mel V. Um, she's got, she doesn't mind me saying, type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. thyroid issues, and polycystic ovary syndrome. And she's messaged me that her weight's just gone down by 1.5 kg on a drop. So that's like, Go on, I know. Ka-ching. Ooh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. This is me replying to her. This, give me an M. Give me an E. <laughs> give me an L. Give me a V. What do we have? Mel V. <laughs> I recorded her a voice message saying yes. Get in, Mel. I know, amazing, amazing. Yeah. She's got the, she's drawn the metabolic short straw. No offense to her. Yeah. But as far as metabolisms go, <laughs> she's not outstanding and still getting on with it. And still Fair. getting on with Fair it. To her. And and not finding it easy. I'm not going to mm. say. I'm not going to say finding it easy. Mm. It's not like all fun and games or whatever. But making it work, eating healthy, making healthy food changes, trying to go for a walk, doing a couple of personal training sessions with me, mm. you know, stuff like this, chatting back and forth, making healthy food changes. Does she have to reduce her calorie intake more than other people on average to get a good result? It seems so. Mm. I see what she eats. She sends me um, some of my clients. I'm really close contact mm. with them, and she's one of them. She sends me sometimes pictures of every single thing that mm. she eats and does a food diary, and I check the food diary mm. and stuff like this, and we talk about it. What changes can we make? I talk to her every single mm. day. Um, and she's not eating yeah. much. She's well, it's, it's not easy, is it? I think it's not easy is, for some people. Is the thing. And the less misinformation that's there, the, the easier it can be for, for people. You don't need to be peddling untruths. So No, and it's very difficult for, for people in, in situations with like metabolic disorders mm. like like these type of people because they do struggle with weight loss more on average than other people yeah and then completely. yeah then the, the the worst dieting programs like the fad dieting programs work even less for them than it does for other people that they know and stuff so then they feel like it's them and they're broken etc where really they just need more specific help mm. they just need you just need to know what you're working with and then we'll work with that not mm. what everybody else is working with what's going on with you and your calorie intake like I, I i work out from those weight loss graphs and people's food diaries how fast people's metabolisms are yeah um and then we'll just see what we're working with and yeah. again does she have to do a little bit more to get a, a good result than other people some other people yeah yeah but we can do a little bit more yeah or you know totally or she might lose Isn't weight it? a bit slower than other people if she just does the same as them but mm. it can still work yeah definitely even if you've got 
imagine this situation and then I'll just conclude. Imagine someone who's got a 40% slowed down metabolism. Mm. Imagine two twins. One's got polycystic ovary syndrome, one doesn't. One has 40% reduction, the other one doesn't. The one that doesn't have polycystic ovary syndrome starts a diet, losing two pounds per week. The lady that's got polycystic ovary syndrome, 40% reduction, doesn't mm. lose two pounds per week, loses what? 1.2, mm. 40% less, mm-hmm. weight loss. Yeah. That's the end of the story. Is it fair? Nope. Is it is the job still gonna get done? Yep. It's just gonna it just might it's just gonna take 40% longer, maybe. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. You know, or we might have to put in a little bit more effort to boost that up because we can boost people's metabolisms, like I said I do with mine. Yeah. If someone's got 20% metabolic reduction, much more common with polycystic ovary syndrome, yeah. we can boost their metabolism by 20%, no problems. If they're willing to do the right things, no problems. And then we're just we're back on the game. Fantastic. Fantastic. You have answered my question, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I feel almost flawless. I feel, but I'm with I'm information upset. just in case I need it. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Um, one hour five on the podcast. Nice. Not bad. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you for listening as well, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast is going to be on Spotify and Apple iTunes in um, audio only, and it's also going on YouTube. Um, with all the cameras set up. <laughs> Thanks, Connor. In the upgraded studio. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to speak to you again. I hope we do another podcast soon. We shall. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll speak to you and we'll see you again soon.